Hello and welcome to Axlander, a podcast about and for all of you who have left their home to find a new one abroad. This episode is going to be a bit special and uh, I'm talking to Sarah who is in Australia and uh, she said yes to this podcast interview and I'm very very glad that she did so. So hello Sarah, how are you? Hi, <laughs> it's good to be on your podcast, I'm very honoured, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, thank you very much that you made the time and uh, that you said yes. Um, what's the time now in Australia? I mean, it's weekend, Saturday morning here in, in Europe, so... Um, it's just after 9pm, so um, almost my bedtime, but that's okay. <laughs> it's Saturday, so... Okay. Well, yeah, and anyway, it is... It's not lockdown, but you're staying home most of the time, right? So it's not that bad. Well... No, it's not locked down anymore, but we are going out quite a fair bit. We're doing quite okay um, in regards to coronavirus. So, um, but yeah, we're home just now. So that's good. Okay. <laughs> okay. Before we start and dive in into the different topics, what brought you to Australia and so on, could you tell us something about your background? Because you've got a fairly international background and experience. So over to you. Um, yeah, sure. So um, I'm originally from the Czech Republic. Um, my mom's Czech. My dad's originally from Yemen, but he's uh, very proudly calling himself um, Bohemian now. <laughs> no, sorry, not Bohemian, Moravian. Moravian. Okay. <laughs> Czechia, basically. Can we use the name Czechia? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm all in. I don't mind the name. Do yeah. you mind it? No, no, I actually love it. Yeah, there's so many strong opinions in uh, Czechia, but I've actually been using yeah. it quite frequently, which is... Uh, That's uh, very good. It's welcome yeah. on our team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I um, spent most of my life in Brno, in the Czech Republic, and then um, I went to study in Scotland. Um, so I studied in Aberdeen, which is um, quite far up north. Um, and I studied history of art. I don't know if that's relevant to anything, but well, here you go. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, <laughs> so I did that for two years. Then I spent a year, um, studying in Paris, um, as a, like an exchange year on Erasmus actually. Um, and then I went to finish my last year in, um, Scotland. Um, during which time I actually met my, um, now partner, um, Jaden and, um, he, he's Australian. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, so, so that's love that brought you to Australia really, huh? Yes. Um, um yeah, you're, uh, you got it right. Um, yeah. so it was actually, he was, um, actually in Scotland as well, um, at the time for his work and holiday visa for two years. And then when his visa expired and, um, I graduated not long after, um, we were thinking of what to do and there wasn't really that many options on how to stay together. So it was, um, it was either pretty much us getting married and staying in Europe, um, mm. or it was me going over to Australia and I wasn't really, I wasn't really sure on about what I was going to do and um, what I was wanting to do anyway. Like all I knew was that I was wanting to, you know, be with him because until then we were pretty much doing long distance relationship. And so it was really exciting to be able to, um, I don't know, come over and spend some time together um, long term. Um, so, so yeah, so I got my work and holiday visa and I was actually really lucky because, um, that year that I was graduating uni, 
Um, Australia actually allowed Czech citizens to apply for that type of visa until then it wasn't really um, available to Czech citizens and it was still quite limited um, so I was really really lucky that it just happened at that time because otherwise I probably wouldn't have been able to come and um, and I was just thinking let's just do it let's just move to Australia see how that goes and um, here I am two years later. <laughs> so it's been two years right? Yeah it's been just over yeah, just over two years, I think, or maybe just under two years. 2018, sometime. After 2018. Uni. Yeah. Okay. And where are you then in Australia? Because it's very, very huge for us to imagine, yeah. I guess, for us in Europe. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's such a massive country. Um, based or well, we're we're based um out of Adelaide, um, which is in South Australia, so it's somewhat a capital of South Australia. So um, yeah. So how do you deal with that? And perhaps this is something also very special to people who come from very small countries like me and you as well. <laughs> and then you move to a to a huge country that is just so vast that it's just it's it's immense and you can't even imagine traveling all over that country means that you need to either sit on a plane or you need a truck or you need to go with yeah. a camping van. So yeah. uh, what about the distance? How did you get used to it? Because before you were living in Scotland and that's also fairly, you know, like Europe is quite compact there. So how, how, how is this different and how did you get used to it or have you got used uh, to it? Well, it definitely changed my perspective of time <laughs> um, in general, because I just, I don't know, like, you know, like we would go on holidays and we would sit in the car for four hours or five or six hours then we would drive to Italy or Croatia for you know for a couple of days and that just that felt like that was really far away back then and now it's pretty much if you want to go anywhere in Australia and, and you're driving that's yeah. that's probably about the time that you're going to spend <laughs> in the car yeah. and yeah. that's that's probably not going to get you anywhere anyway <laughs> yeah um so it's it's such a massive country like it it even going somewhere for the weekend you're just thinking about where you're going and how far you're willing to drive um in a completely different way um but yeah it's it, we're definitely flying heaps more it's mm-hmm. um yeah it's kind of like i remember when i was living in scotland and i was thinking you know, if anything happened and if I needed to go home for a little bit, I can just hop on the plane and I can go home and be home within pretty much three to four hours. And now um, I don't think I realized that before I moved to Australia that it's going to be that hard for me to actually go home. But um, but it's just, I, I don't I don't think I can even describe how different that feels to just be so far away <laughs> and knowing that even when you're sitting on a plane for two hours you're you're, you're still, still in the nowhere. same country <laughs> need 20 more to really get to your folks right yeah oh well more than that it's usually that, yeah right? it's usually like 24 to 30 hours um and yeah and mo- multiple multiple um multiple legs right yeah. okay um so would you say when you when you think about let's say the the biggest challenge that you are facing and perhaps this could be one the the very very long distance is yeah. there anything else that you 
and and let's now try not to not to think about corona and lockdown because australia has had a very very strict lockdown and perhaps you can talk about that later a bit as well because it's quite interesting but uh what what is some of what what are some of the challenges that you that you're facing in your daily life let's say um well the distance is definitely a big one that's I, that's probably the biggest challenge that um that i'm facing um and um in regards to any other challenges obviously there are challenges every day that i probably would have been you know coming across even if i wasn't living here that like everyday life challenges um but right. when when i'm thinking about how different they are living in australia i would probably say culture mm-hmm. um can be sometimes a little bit of a challenge um in what terms it's um i mean australia is still a you know like a still a pretty similar culture to i don't know i would say the uk um or mm-hmm. where i was before but it's still very different in the sense that um australia is just so you know economically developed and um mm-hmm. i come from a not so economically developed country so i just have different i would say maybe outlook on certain things and sometimes that can be a little bit of a challenge i in what regard would you it's so you, hard because i don't want to yeah, you know, know i want to be yeah. politically correct and i don't want to sound like i'm um not saying nice things because it's by no means i'm i'm trying to be you know negative um it's well, just no, very no, different about being negative yeah, yeah. it's it's about the challenge because that's a completely normal process right for 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 each person who is living abroad and has the you know has to face these challenges it's just way different than traveling so it's it's I, by no means that's that we want to be negative or you want to criticize like this is this is not this is not the idea of it but it's more like yeah how does that feel because yeah. it's some sometimes it might be a bit overwhelming yeah so um i was trying to um name it ever since i got here and then i think it took me a little while to understand what the the biggest difference that i was finding was and and the challenge that i was finding was and i think it's australians can be quite um sort of quite privileged right and okay. um entitled perhaps or hey? would that be the a bit entitled perhaps yeah that's the, thing, that's or? the other yeah. word that i was going to use yeah um so right, okay. a, yeah a little a little bit entitled and i think it comes from you know the the rich background like i'm not saying everyone here is rich and i'm not saying everyone is entitled by you know by any means um but that's the overall sort of feeling that i have been getting um mm-hmm. like i um i think you actually uh, mentioned that in one of your uh, first episodes was um how many times expats have to you know deal with the question of where you're from and um that sort of you know that sort of stuff like an opening question to pretty much all of your uh, <laughs> all of your um chit chats and all of yeah right? all of your encounters right. yeah yeah and um i'm naturally not a very chit chatty person i'm i'm quite i think that actually comes a little bit from you know like living in the czech republic i think czech people tend to be maybe a little bit more sort of conservative in the way yeah. they interact with um people around them Yeah, but Australians are very chatty. Um so I'm I'm still getting used to that. Obviously, people in Scotland were very chatty as well, so that's just me, you know, taking a little bit longer to still getting used to that. 
But I noticed that when I moved to Australia, I was getting asked very much, I don't know, five to 10 times a day where you're from or um, where's that accent from or um, all sorts of other things, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I can um, totally imagine, yeah. That's yeah. Many, many people say that, yeah. Oh, you and, don't really sound particularly Czech, right? Or where are you from? A really yeah, accent. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes That's people what... try to be, like, you know, a bit nicer about it and they go, oh, you know, where's that accent from? Or where's that lovely accent from? And and you go, just because you call it lovely doesn't make that question any less annoying <laughs> when you get that right. ask yeah. like 20 yeah. times. Yeah. Oh, I hear you. Um, I hear you. <laughs> yeah. And um, uh, why I'm talking about that in relation to people being entitled was because um, in Scotland or in the UK, I felt that when people asked that question, it was usually after a little bit of a you know like a little bit of getting to know each other and then they sort of felt the I don't know then they felt like they could ask that question because it is a little bit personal like when you think about that um whereas here people just ask me out of nowhere like I don't even I'm not even talking to that person or I when I got here I was um working in hospitality so um I was, you know, I was in the position of the person who actually, you know, serves people or um, that, you know, that sort of position. So I, I felt like that made them like it was made them feel like it was OK to be asking me personal questions like that all the time. And that was not comfortable for me at all. Um, and it was something that I was really struggling with at, at first. Um and and I'm still I'm still sort of learning on how to answer that question well because I still don't know. It's like I still find it very personal and I usually don't share all of my, you know, background information with every single person that I just run into in the street. But Yeah, yeah that's true. I mean it makes sense. But perhaps this is also something because you also have, and this is the, the exotic part of you, right? That you also have the international background, like you're from a bi-national, bilingual <clears throat> family, perhaps. So yeah, Czech and 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 Yemenese. So have you have you been asked about this as well? That yeah, if you of course also look different. Yeah, um, <laughs> that was actually a point that a lot of people made when I said that I was um, um, from the Czech Republic because it's also, it's yeah, well, it's it's just so weird because I say I'm from the Czech Republic and that's usually I'm hoping that's going to be the end of the conversation. I mean, that is if I'm not, you know, wanting to engage with that person. Obviously, I don't mind that question every time, but um, sometimes I do and I'm, I just say I'm from the Czech Republic and that's it. And then people go, oh, you don't look Czech. <laughs> Right. Okay. Well, what does a typical Czech? Look and that's like? that's my question. Oh, what? Do, yeah. What does a typical Czech person look like? Well, because I I don't have blonde hair and blue eyes. Or, right. Um, yeah. Or sometimes people would just just go on their own, and they would just they would just go, "Oh, are you Portuguese?" They don't even ask right. where I'm from. They just go, "Are you Portuguese?" Or "Are you from yeah. Brazil?" Are you from, sorry? Brazil. From Brazil, okay. Or um, Spanish. Well, well, this is something that is interesting because you can get labeled so quickly, right? Uh, And that's it, yeah. You uh, you, you get labeled. Yeah, 
that's what I don't particularly enjoy because people just immediately, they just immediately put you in a bracket of a, you know, person. This is where you're from and this is who you are. <laughs> that kind of right. stuff. Um, if you extend that, um, let's say, what are some of the associations that you've heard that you said that you come from the Czech Republic or Czechia, you know, if we want to stick to that marketing title? <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, most people actually still think it's Czechoslovakia. So, um, right. yeah. So Czechia makes sense. Right. <laughs> well, but that's, okay. that's even after I say that I'm from the Czech Republic, they go, oh, Czechoslovakia. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Um, usually people just think then that I'm from Prague. They, yeah. that's just what they like immediately jump to. And then it's, um, I would say people generally don't tend to have much knowledge about the Czech Republic. So they usually just ask questions like where exactly is this? Um, what sort of language we speak? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, all that. Yeah. Yeah. Area. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty okay. much, yeah, that's pretty much the associations that people have, um, with the Czech Republic. I mean, that's here in Australia. And I, I don't know, I'm trying not to blame them. They are really, really far. <laughs> They're far away from everything. So it yeah. is, it is understandable. Yeah. So, um, it's okay. We're a really tiny country. <laughs> and is there any kind of local community, let's say of, um, Czechs? I don't know how much then you're in touch with, let's say an Arab community. Uh, do you speak Arabic, right? You speak some, some kind of Arabic? Um, a little bit. I can read and write and I can say a few things, but I, I wouldn't go as far as saying that I can speak. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> but, um, are you in touch with any kind of local community? I, I know that the Arab community here is a little bit bigger, probably than the Czech one. Um, I, to be fair, I haven't met any other Czech people. Um, here in Adelaide yet. I've met one um, Slovakian, um, two Slovakians actually, since I moved. There are a lot of people that, um, or like whose grandparents were um, Czech immigrants or Czechoslovakian mm -hmm. then. Um, so like there's plenty of Czech names that I'm recognizing, like Czech last names. Um, but you know, my generation, like that, uh, there is of that descent none of them really speak any Czech. So like, you can't really call it like, you can't really call it a Czech community. Um, there's a Czech okay. club that I, uh, that I haven't been to yet. That's pretty much it. I don't, yeah. um, I don't tend to look for Czech communities yeah. when I'm abroad. I didn't do that in Scotland either too much. So yeah. So that's, that might also be why that I'm not really finding anyone. But that's the that's the same with me because I also haven't been very much keen on on uh, keeping any let's say ties or like all of my free time investing into keeping in touch with the local community uh, from my country. I mean, I also like to. I mean, basically, I want to be in touch with people who are interesting, and I don't really care where they're from. So yeah, exactly. If they happen to be my compatriots, well, then you know, there's one plus point. Yeah. Because then there's this local <laughs> language, right, that you can use. But um, at the end of the day, I also don't really care that much. But I know that there are certain people who like to move abroad and they like to stick to that community. And not particularly that they wouldn't like to integrate, but perhaps that they just want to keep the ties and, you know, keep the traditions going and so on. 
I was just going to say um, maybe it's interesting, but one of my closest friends is actually German originally. So <laughs> I don't know if that says anything about me, uh, you know, staying in touch with sort of like-minded or um, people from similar culture, similar backgrounds. But um, but yeah, that's probably as far as local European community goes for me. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> And uh, you were talking then about uh, that you moved there two years ago. Uh, what do you do and where do you work and how hard was it to get this working visa? Because I know that lots of Europeans, I think all Europeans, need to go through a process of the immigration and visa permits and so on. Yeah. Um, so I originally came on work and holiday visa, which actually has a lot of limitations as to how much you can work and how long you can stay in one workplace for and what industries you can work in and that sort of stuff. Um, so I actually was on that visa for one year. And um, so for that time, I worked in hospitality and I worked um, in um, um, wineries around the area, um, which was great. I absolutely loved that, learning about wine, mm -hmm. about Australian wine. Um And then I worked in some it's cafes. It's great wine, right? It's, it's very, so, very it's so amazing. high quality. Yeah. Well, I've, I mean, Czech Republic obviously makes really lovely wine as well, but I moved out of the Czech Republic when I was, you know, not that much into wine. So I can't really compare the two side by side, but um, I do enjoy Australian wine a lot. Yeah. So, so after, uh, or like within that year that I was on work and holiday, I was... It was hard. I was still figuring. I mean, I'm still figuring out what I actually want to do with my life. But um, no, and, you're young, so the well, world your <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but during that time, me and my partner um, applied for a partner visa, um, which is another really lengthy, very expensive process in Australia, especially. Um, and so I'm at the moment on um, a visa called the bridging visa, which pretty much means that you're just in between your old visa and you're waiting to hear on the results or the verdict on the visa that you're applying for. So um, we put our application in a year and two months ago or um, three months ago or so. So I know they're processing it now, but I don't know what um, they're going to come back with yet. So, but the bridging visa does have um, a lot of um, advantages and that's one of them is that they treat you pretty much as if you were on the visa already right. so um yeah so you get um you get different or like you pretty much can you know apply for any jobs and you can actually start um working on you know settling here and like thinking a little bit more long term rather than having that visa that ends you know on that date <laughs> Yeah, so during that time, like after I sort of went over to the bridging visa, I um, uh, was looking for other jobs and that was a huge challenge. Actually, before when you were asking me about the challenges, I should have said this was one of the biggest challenges in my life ever. Um, and that was looking for a job here because um, I felt... I don't have this sort of comparison from home from the Czech Republic because I wasn't in that situation in the Czech Republic. And I think when I graduated, I sort of thought, you know, I graduated and um, now I can get a job in the fields <laughs> and right. that, and that's going to work. And, um, and then I got here and I had the year pause sort of 
when I couldn't really apply for jobs that were in my field. And then after that year, I was feeling like it wasn't that easy. It wasn't as easy as I was imagining it. I was applying for a lot of jobs and I wasn't even hearing back, like even rejections. And I asked, uh, um, you know, I had a, I had a professional write my CV and my uh, cover letter and was like actually really trying. And I was thinking, I like, seriously, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Like, I feel like <laughs> I have plenty of experience and, you know, like sorts of different things. And I was really struggling. Like I wasn't even getting invited to interviews. And that was a massive challenge because I was suddenly questioning everything. You know, I was, I was questioning, did I make the right choice by leaving right after uni? Should I have stayed in the UK for a little bit longer where it probably would have been easier for me to maybe get a job um, because it was from a university everyone knew and you know it was in a in an area that like I knew very well as well and had some sort of friends and like a support group um, there as well whereas here I you know I was completely new the only people that I had here were my partner's family and um, and his friends and that was really, really hard. Um, so that was a very, very challenging time. And then, um, then I did find a job. I found a job for um, like a local startup company. Um, and uh, now I work in operations for that company. And uh, I'm loving it. Um, it's completely outside what I studied. <laughs> but I'm definitely um, able to use my creative uh, background in in that area as well which is really cool um i work in operations so you need a lot of uh, creative outside the box thinking <laughs> that is good and you can be actually really proud of yourself right at the moment because you just <laughs> found a job that you never would have found you know had you not gone that way so everything that is bad and that is challenging and that is really tough in the beginning Oh yeah, hundred percent. Turned out to be great. Yeah, and I'm I'm seriously I'm so grateful for the opportunity as well. It was it was actually through someone that I ran into or like that I knew from my previous job and it was that was the biggest thing that I learned about Australia or about Adelaide. I think it's maybe more Adelaide specific, is that you need to know people to get places. <laughs> and right. um I sort of I thought that that wouldn't be the case, um, but Adelaide is uh, Adelaide is a, a really big city. They call it a tiny city here, and it's it's really funny because everyone really does know everyone. But it's still you know it's still as big as Prague, like or <laughs> bigger even. Like it's yeah. it's a massive city, but everyone just calls it a you know like a sort of like a small town. <laughs> And it really is important. Like everyone that I know around here, almost everyone that I know around here got their jobs through someone that they knew. Like it's, it's crazy. I, I never thought that that like would actually be the case, <laughs> but it's yeah. really important. Uh, you know, it's really important to, I don't know who, you know. Interesting. This is an interesting fact. And I can completely relate to what you said um, at the very beginning. For me, it was a couple of years as well. And I also came to Switzerland straight after. I even came in my studies, so during my studies, and I was finishing just my master's degree. And then I was just thinking, this is, you know, had I been somewhere else, as you said, you know, you have this comfort zone and you've got your friends and you've got everything that you know and you've got this, this, this paper from that uni. And then you 
looking, you go through the process and you're looking for a job and then you land a job. And then suddenly, well, surprise, surprise, you know, nobody really cares abroad, you know, like nobody's waiting for you. They've got their own applicants and they've got their own people. And yeah, it's, it's not that easy. And as you said, that you started questioning everything. I can totally relate to this. And I think many people who are listening and who've been through that process perhaps also there are people on a dip in a different position let's say that they already have their jobs and they go for job for, for that job and they leave everything back home and they face a bit of a different challenges yeah that's what you said it's it's um it, it makes you stronger do you also have that feeling though in, oh, in yeah. the long run oh yeah 100 percent. like i um even even my year in um Paris when I was there during uni that was like really challenging as well and even though I don't necessarily think now that I enjoyed that year I still find it extremely you know extremely helpful and like an amazing yeah just an, an amazing experience in the long run and um that's the same with Australia and in regards to that as well I was just going to say as, um as well in like when you said that you know, no one's waiting for you that you've got this like international background and, and whatnot. And then you come into that country and, and yeah, no one's really, <laughs> you know, no one cares. <laughs> no one cares. Yeah. Know, and I mean, yeah. and why would they, you know, everyone's got their yeah. own lives and their own experiences, but that's fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But you're kind of thinking I've left, left my own country, you know, I've created these challenges for myself and I succeeded and I, you know, I am a stronger person for it and, and it's hard. Uh, and I think unless you're, a, you're someone who experienced the international move for themselves, you can't really comprehend that. Like, I think it's, and, and I think that that was my issue was that not very many people that I ran into here in Australia have actually spent any time outside for longer than, you know, like a holiday period. Or if they did, if they did move somewhere and lived somewhere for a little bit longer, it was in the UK and they spent some time in London or in the UK somewhere, which is, you know, still it's on the opposite side of the world and you're detached from your family and from your support group or whatever. But I think sometimes people here don't realize that I have those challenges of like speaking a different language or operating in a completely different language to my native language and um, right. having all of those like other associated challenges with that as well. So I think it's sometimes um, on one hand, I'm glad that it's taken for granted and that and I'm not constantly being reminded of, you know, not being Australian, not being from here. Uh, but sometimes it, I wouldn't have minded if people appreciated that, you know, it can be really challenging. Like sometimes it's maybe just taken for granted too much, but I also don't want yeah, to sound... Yeah, you're actually straining, straining yourself, right? Like every morning and um, it's just, and your, your English is, it's just perfect. However, still, it's not the first language, right, that you'd use and you quickly just want to say something. And, the, and you need to you need to find the proper wording and the sentence and so on. Like it gets automatized, but I still, after ten years in Switzerland, I struggle with my German. You know, like I am, I'm very fluent and and you know I can express myself, but still, it's never going to be hundred percent. 
Yeah. And it's, sometimes it's just, it's, it, it, I think it's also scratches your ego a bit. Like, you know, if we are very honest here, that you cannot really express yourself 100%. It can be perhaps 98 or 99. <laughs> I bet one word, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, like it's just, I quickly need to say something and then it's just, it's not coming. <laughs> I, to be it fair, can be a bit challenging. Yeah, but to be fair, it goes both ways for me at the moment. Like, I feel like recently I've been finding it really hard to express myself in Czech because I just don't speak Czech often enough anymore. Much, I don't think. Right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're totally right, and as well as um, it goes both ways as well in the sense that you know sometimes I can't find the right word, and it is because it is in English and it's it's my second language. Um, but sometimes I just make the same sort of mistake in English that I make in Czech. And that's, you know, like I, I might just be, you know, blabbling all sorts of words on top of each other. And then they're not really making any sense. But I do this in Czech all the time as well. But then because I'm not a native speaker, it automatically gets blamed on me not being a native speaker. So, like, right. you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I can completely relate. Yes. Yeah. So um... I, I think sometimes one needs to remind certain people around you, and they're very, very sweet and nice, and they don't even realize. You know, like this is the thing that I've got. I, I don't have so many friends, but the few that I have, they're like, but see, we don't even think about it. Like we no longer see you as a person who has to strain herself, you know, to <laughs> look for words and and structure sentences in a different language because you comprehend and you are able to follow but sometimes I'm just like you know just guys be patient you know like <laughs> I'm really I'm really struggling here yeah I think sometimes when you remind them and when you tell them like look you perhaps need to just wait a few more <laughs> seconds then it's great and they understand I think it they they don't do it on purpose right like you don't really want to be surrounded by such people but yeah um, no. at least that's my experience Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Like yeah, most people when um yeah when I ask you know for I don't know an explanation of something or whatever, I think mostly in Australia it's just um it's slang that yeah. I wasn't really familiar with. So sometimes you know every now and then I would ask what a what something. Ah, I think I, the, the last thing that I learned um, that I hadn't heard before was that old chestnut. <laughs> okay, and what um, was that? hey. What's that? Oh, well, there you go. I was I was telling them that I don't think anyone else uses that term. But um, yeah, that's like, you know, someone says, um, or someone does something or someone says something and you go, oh, that old chestnut. <laughs> okay. That's a very special thing. I've never it's, heard that. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, yeah. And so when I, when I sort of, um, when I paused and I didn't, because someone said that to me and I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> what's that and they then they uh, stopped and they were like oh okay yeah no hold on you're not Australian so <laughs> okay yeah. we'll explain that to you um that sort of way but but yeah like um every now and then and Australian I don't know Australianisms like they definitely they're so different <laughs> and the accent yeah. here is so different as well so like there's plenty of words that I'm still learning and um adjusting to and that sort of stuff but you've already mastered Arvo's, right? Oh. <laughs> the Arvo for afternoon. I mean, it took me quite a while, though. I mean, never been to Australia, but, you know, <laughs> it's like, wow. I mean, 
me this Arvo where where are we supposed to meet (laughs) yeah and uh, yeah 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 I uh I googled a few things as well but yeah um Brecky and Sunny and um yeah Bavis and (laughs) that sort of stuff yeah it's great it it really comes in handy I didn't think that I would learn to say those things as quickly as I did (laughs) But you definitely have your partner as a support, right, for that. Yeah. He doesn't sound um he doesn't sound overly Australian, um, which is actually funny. But but yeah, definitely. I can always I ask him every day. I ask him questions every day. And um yeah, he's used to it now. Okay. Well and perhaps, you know, just to wrap up a bit, are you planning, let's say, I mean it's all of course very hard to say what's happening in the future and so on and that's your that's your personal decision but like settling in australia is that something that you can imagine because you're also fairly young i mean you you haven't even turned 30 yet so yeah as i said the world is your oyster so where the wind blows you but um yeah are you thinking can you imagine yourself there in let's say 10 years and settled down under um, I don't know. That's a really hard question. Like we've, um, that is, yeah. yeah, we've talked about that with my partner and we obviously, um, Australia's incredibly beautiful. Uh, if you know, whoever's listening, I definitely recommend to, um, visit. So, and it's such a great country to live in. Like the quality of life is amazing. You know, amazing produce, amazing schools, amazing nature, and you just get everything here. And um, so, realistically, yes, I can definitely see myself settling here. But then I also I know that I've got the traveler's gene, so I and I'm already missing Europe for um, I don't know plenty of reasons. Um, right. So I know that... And especially now with corona, right? Yeah, like this, yeah especially this now. Uncertainty yeah. with traveling in Australia being so far away and being so locked up, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we are here on a, you know, one massive island. Like like I was saying before, like you, you're on a plane for six hours even or more and you're still in the same country. <laughs> I can imagine myself settling here, but then I also know that if that's to happen, if we do settle here for, you know, for the rest of our lives, I know that there's definitely going to be a period in our lives when we're going to go and live in Europe for some time as well, or somewhere else. I like, I definitely know that I want to go and live in a different country for a little bit as well before settling in Australia. But I can see myself settling in Australia after that, maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's very interesting. Yeah. It definitely sounds like a plan, though. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, first things first, we need to see how this visa turns out. And then um, I'm trying not to think too much into the future just yet because I simply don't know what's going to happen. But I know that Jaden, my partner, he would also, you know, love to... Um, try and live in the Czech Republic for a little bit to actually I'm bugging him about learning Czech. So So I think he's definitely um, keen to give that a go because he loves the Czech Republic as well. I would love to, you know, experience some other European countries to live in. So yeah, we'll just see how that goes. Who knows what happens. Yeah. Well, to be fair, you know, we've we've nearly moved um, back to Czechia. (laughs) Uh, let's say, or oh, the Czech Republic, I mean, twice. 
but um, it always it ended up in a, in a bit of a different way. So we're we're settled here in Switzerland, I guess now with a little baby. I think we're not moving anywhere, but still, you know, there is there are possibilities, and I think it's always like this in an international relationship, right, or an international mm-hmm. marriage, and so on. And you always are going to this topic is never just going; it's it's not going away. Like it no. can't go away unless you give up your identity and you proclaim yourself Australian, which you can't really do before the authorities, you know, do it for you. And even <laughs> yeah. then, afterwards, like that's not possible. So no. this is completely natural, right? That you're always going to feel like that. Yeah, and I actually going to have discussions. Yeah, um, um, it actually just uh, one last thing was uh, it reminded me of a TED talk that I listened to some time ago um, and it was called Don't Ask Me Where I'm From, Ask Me Where I'm a Local. I actually really associate it with that because the that girl, she was also from um, like who gave the speech or um, yeah, the talk. Um, she was from like a, you know, international background, growing up somewhere else. Her parents were from somewhere else. And then she traveled and lived abroad as well. And um, and she was sort of saying the same thing. She was saying, people ask me where I'm from. And like what they're asking is, you know, where I was born. But where I was born isn't necessarily how I identify. And, um, and I was thinking, I feel like that applies to me as well. Like I don't necessarily identify as Czech fully. Yeah, because you're also not, right? Like, you grew up there, but... Yeah, but I spent a lot of time elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I traveled around and, and, you know, and lived in different countries. And I feel like when you say, oh, I'm from the Czech Republic, and that's sort of, that's it. That doesn't say anything. (laughs) No. There's Um, way more to it, right? And especially in your case... Well, yeah, well, in anyone, you know, in anyone's case who, like, who traveled or who lived somewhere else. But, yeah, so who knows what happens? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Well, um, it's been very, very interesting and uh, super exciting to be talking to you. Um, I think it's going to be quite late in the evening now in Australia, right? So I don't want to keep you any longer. <laughs> So um, I would like to thank you so much for saying yes to this interview and um, for participating (laughs) in this podcast. I think it's very, very interesting and we might get to a bit more channels and we might get a bit more open, let's say, to to other other podcasting websites that um, more people hear your story. Yeah, let's see. I hope it's not the last time that we've been chatting to each other. Yeah, no, it's been really lovely. Thank you so much for inviting me to your podcast. Um, I'm really honored, like I said at the beginning. And um, it's really great what you're doing. I'm, I'm really loving listening to every episode. And I think you're bringing up some really interesting topics. And I'm really glad that, um, you know, the topics that you're talking about, that it's not just me feeling those feelings and feeling that way. Because sometimes that can be very lonely living in a different country all by yourself, pretty much. And um I'm really glad that there are other people who are in the same boat and um, that I can feel connected somehow to the rest of the world. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. That was one of the ideas of the podcast, you know, to just because there are so many people around and to just connect to them and say, look, you know, this is I know exactly what it's all about. And of course, everybody has their different story and everybody has their daily life and they've got to go about their day and and so on but yeah as you said this feeling of sometimes just feeling alone being alone and being away from your folks and not being able to really plan anything 
especially in these days. So then it's good to know that we're here and we know about each other. Yeah, that there are other people feeling right. the same way. Okay, well, thanks okay. so much. It was really nice to talk to you as well. Thank you so much. So this was Sarah uh, from Australia and uh, I wish you all a very good day and stay tuned and stay safe. Bye. Bye.